0: no nine um and i was like oh i'm just gonna wait till after the podcast to eat (laughs) and i am like so much was moving and i'm starving i would eat a freaking cow right now so i'm guessing you didn't eat breakfast either
1: i actually did and that's the crazy part oh really i'm like famished (laughs) you and i are usually like no breakfast squad so i thought you'd just been like not eating all day then got energy work and now you're like I wonder why I'm hungry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm usually no breakfast squad, but today I was hungry in the morning. And then I thought I'd be settled and good enough. Hey, it's 1-11 right now. I thought I'd be settled and good enough.
1: And it was a crazy session. Hey, you listen to me. You are good enough, okay? You're good enough. I am good good.
0: enough. Okay. Yeah, I woke up at 3 a.m. Three Jesus. like seventeen this morning to be precise, actually, and I woke up and I was like wide awake. Woke up, I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> 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 this is gonna be a long day." Oh God, what do I, do I do with myself? So
1: talk to Zach and record. But uh, have yeah. we? Have you been up since three seventeen then? Basically, you didn't go back to bed. I couldn't. It was like spiritual energy, wide awake you're I wild. Like, yeah. So
0: I had a long morning routine this morning. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's been a
1: long morning. I'm, I'm ready to go to bed and end my day. So. <laughs> <laughs> like an 87 year old man ending your day at 1 PM. Right. Yeah. So how you doing, man? I'm chilling, bro. Uh, or I'm, I'm not chilling, but you no, know, you're,
0: <laughs> you're moving like, for all I'm, that I'm
1: not. <laughs> yeah. I'm physically not chilling ever, but, uh, but I don't know. Like it's, it's just, everything is super steady in my life right now. Um, it's really nice. Like, so I just finished up medical skills. We just had our last med skills session before I'm officially in, in clinical rotations and everything like that. So I kind of had like my little, uh, I guess unofficial kind of graduation with the guy who's been teaching me med skills for the last several months. And he's like, this is our last one. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Thank God I'm going to cry,
0: but I'm also really
1: happy and so I, sad. I know I'm so sick of studying for 12 hours a day. I want to be in a hospital doing real shit. But yeah, man, everything's imagine. just been just been plugging along. And I kind of like, I don't like the monotony of it, but I, I really like it because I don't feel like I have time to be bored ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As your Saturn turn is about like being to yourself. So it also doesn't quite feel that way.
1: It doesn't. Yeah, man, I've nah, gotten like way more comfortable in the stillness, in the quiet. And that was starting to take place before the Saturn return started, but like for sure now. It's so crazy how fast that shift happened
0: too. Like it was, we were talking about, I was like, yeah, nothing has changed. And then a week later, like, boom, like, oh,
1: okay. But you just didn't <laughs> hear from me for like almost a full week. And you were like, are you okay, dude? Are you all right? <laughs> this really? is usually what happens to me. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> are you I okay? Been checking my phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man, that's funny. And I've, I've actually, that's the perfect segue into what we talked about talking today. Mm-hmm. One of the things that came up in this uh, energy healing for me was in the records. So there was a lot of information stuff being shared too. And they actually talked about partnership and they talked about it in different ways, like within mm-hmm. business perspective, but also in a relationship perspective. And I was talking to someone else about that, uh, you know, in the WhatsApps, <laughs> what we do. And they're like, yeah, well i'll make sure to check in you so you don't get too lost (laughs) because one of the things i came in was like there's two ends of this coin you are going to continue this path of holding your own and being your own person and the other end of it is a really big coming together and really transcending spiritually you know what we're talking about is is our, our history with codependency mm-hmm. and for me i was thinking about this i was like man like i i know there'll be a level of that like you know if if this is a love thing like early infatuation love like that that always happens no matter what but i see the bigger challenge right now is how much of myself am i able to give with these other priorities and that's the shift that's really been happening for me Like I've learned to prioritize myself so much over the last few years. And now it's about bringing that into balance in my life.
1: Yeah. Like, but the first thing that came to mind when you said maintain, like being my own person, maintaining my own personhood, and then coming together with somebody else. My first thought was those things aren't mutually exclusive, right? Exactly. Like with anything, you can't really get good at it and you can't really develop I mean, because really it is a skill, right? It's like a mm-hmm. skill of presence. You can't really develop anything when there's no resistance to it. You could be like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Uh, name anything. Be like, I'm really good at this when I'm by myself. And then you actually go out and you do the thing. Like, I'm really good at fucking whatever. I don't know, mountain biking, because I can ride a bike on flat streets. And then you go and you actually mountain bike. And you're like, oh, this is really different. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, you have to you have to almost see it up against or in the real scenario to really know how you're going to respond to it. I totally got like caught off
0: track because it was a little floaty. I was like, Oh, what's up guide. Hey, bye. Like
1: slowly
0: just like moved up your face and then it was gone.
1: Could also be a lot of, I have a lot of dust in my, my room. Could be nah, that. It was a big old blurry blur. Oh, well then what's up my dude. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Lucky's <laughs> back. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, the like, we, I know we were talking about codependency in past relationships, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll talk about how this kind of came up. And then we can start to talk about, you know, well, what does codependency really mean to you? What does it look like for you? All that kind of stuff. I was hanging out with a friend over the weekend. I was with Emma, and she just got out of a relationship, and she was telling me about what that process of breaking up was like. And, you know, it was, I mean, it was such a difficult sounding breakup. I was like, Oof, my goof, you know, yeah, really, it was really tough. And I, uh, at the end, you know, after we'd kind of talked things out and we were, um, sitting in, in stillness, I was just kind of like, God, you know, relationships are so difficult. And I was feeling into just kind of what was going on in my body. And I was like, you know, being in relationships for me in the past has really felt like standing at the edge of a cliff, feeling very exposed. And, you know, like when you stand at the edge of like a building or a cliff and you're looking down and you're going like, there's nothing keeping me from falling off here. Like at any moment things Mm -hmm. could go wrong. Right. And that's kind of how I felt in relationships. And one of the things that, that had kind of come up from, from feeling into that was like, it's because I never knew how to self soothe Mm -hmm. in any of my relationships. And What's interesting is that I didn't really have like behaviors or I didn't display behaviors that were really codependent, but inside of me, like my internal experience was very codependent, if that makes sense. So I wasn't like always needing to be around a person or like always asking for their approval or anything like that. But in my mind, I was definitely holding judgment of myself in all of these moments and needing, at least at an emotional level, more validation than I than I knew was healthy. So if we're talking about that
0: self-soothing, because that phrase just really sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. What was it that how were you not able to do that? And what does that look like within your life now? I mean, even outside mm-hmm. of relationships, how do you how does that play in for you?
1: I mean, I really remember having my emotions very inextricably tied to my perception of the relationship and not even how the relationship was in quality, but really having those, you know, kind of like, Oh, this person feels a little distant today. And it was, there was never the emotional reality of maybe this person's just having a hard time or believing them when they said that they were just having a hard time with whatever they were, it always kind of felt like it was coming at the expense of our relationship. Like, Oh, this person is growing distant from me. Everything was personalized. Right. And I wasn't, um, I basically found that my emotions fluctuated with my relationship rather than being able to self-soothe, keep my emotions, basically, you know, process any emotions that came up that that were experienced as negative, and then being able to bring that healthy kind of introspective view back into the relationship, really talk about what I was feeling what I was perceiving and seeing if my partner needed any help with that. Nowadays, the self-soothing just looks like, I mean, it's a mixture of things. It's self-talk, but it's also really just feeling my emotions. We've talked about the letting go technique on here before with every emotion that comes up, just, you know, first and foremost, recognizing that an emotion is just a bodily sensation. So I just usually feel into it. And I understand that any thoughts that I'm having, that any story that I'm, that I'm creating or narrativizing about my emotions isn't really the truth. It's just like the self-talk that is born out of that emotional quality. And so I feel into my emotion and usually, you know, the emotion itself subsides in a couple of minutes and then I feel fine again. And I can actually look at whatever it was that I thought I was upset about from a more like reasonable a more reasonable or neutral standpoint and see the truth of things. And that doesn't mean that like, there's never anything that's actually going wrong or that there's always something that's going wrong, but I can actually get a better assessment of what's happening and where I play a role in it and, and how it can be a- approached. I have no clue what to say right now. I totally
0: just started like zoning in and thinking about my past relationships. And I was like, Oh, looking at this I'm looking at this, looking at this. Well, then let's and then it. energy healing, wish brain just went I'm like, Oh
1: mm-hmm. I, think, I don't know if it's energy killing mush brain or I haven't eaten since like 8 a.m. brain. And I've been awake <laughs> since 3 a.m. brain. <laughs> so all of the above. So um, let's hear about what was coming up in your mind with your relationships. Yeah, I was
0: thinking about my last major long-term relationship and for me, how I showed up in that and what the issues were, you know, quote unquote issues, whatever. I remember at the start of it being like, you know, putting this on the table, like, I'm kind of needy and kind of clingy. I'm just gonna put that out there. (laughs) We can talk about this if it comes up. And she never, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd bring this up and like, just to look at it just in case to check on it and check on myself and like how I was showing up. She's like, no, you're fine. I'm like, I remember inside, like internally, like so many times being like, I need more attention. But like on the surface, you know, how it presented, everything was fine. And she's like, you're fine. But inside you're thinking like, I need more, but yeah. I need more. <laughs> yeah. Inside, I was like, I need more. I need more. But everything was good on the outside. But the main issues were just my own stuff. The relationship was healthy. It was fine for the dynamic that it could be. It was really healthy. We were long distance. so. But looking at you, know, the most recent bit of intimacy I've had, it was very different and i still i was doing so much men's work at this time and so much of my own deep personal work and there was still a major like trauma bond there though at the same time mm-hmm. like on the outs internally this time i felt good but the relational relational dynamic As great as it was, also was really healthy and kind of toxic in its own way as well, because we were both coming from our own trauma, our own wounding. And there was a level of neediness, but because both of us were in this place, it was, you know, it felt healthy to the individuals. But looking back on it, that's what was presenting. Mm -hmm. So
1: there are different versions. There are the opposite
0: versions of the same sort of thing.
1: Yeah. There's, there's two things that I want to touch on there. I I want to ask you a question, but Mm -hmm. first I would want to say when we have a relationship with somebody that's fairly new and we think it's healthy, like, Oh, like, Oh, this is really, this is a really healthy bond. Look at how fast things pick up. Like, look at how fast you create an emotional attachment to a person and how heated that initial emotional engagement is. Like, it's one thing to be incredibly physically attracted to somebody and have a lot of chemistry and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, if, and this isn't just for you, this is for everybody listening. Right. Cause we you know, we've all been in these like trauma bonded relationships. If within like a month you are like head over heels for this type of person and they're, they're infatuating your thoughts. There's a pretty damn good chance that you're trauma bonding. Whereas like having, having a healthy relationship for somebody who's addicted to trauma bonding can feel boring actually But in Mm -hmm. fact, like you have, you just have a healthy relationship with somebody that you can build real love and trust with. And that takes, building real trust takes time with the person. It takes like, it takes bouts over and over again of peeling back layers of yourself and showing more of yourself to another person, seeing how they respond to it and whether they accept you or reject that aspect of yourself, feeling like you can trust them more seeing what types of things they share with you. Are they always being honest with you? And this whole thing really builds into a healthy and steady relationship. But if within like three weeks, you're like, I feel like I just know this person and you have this idea of them that you're in love with, like odds are there is something that, you, that it's, it's more about you than it is about them, right? You could, you could plug in 10,000 different people into that position and you would have the same emotions. But all that to say, I want to actually <laughs> ask you a question. Because you would said, okay, I had kind of felt good internally. I had really dealt with the neediness portion of it. Um, but then there was a trauma bond. And the way that I'm seeing this is almost like the neediness, like the, I need more to feel okay. Once that was removed, you were like, okay, now I can start to put my attention outward uh, more realistically on the situation around me. And when you were able to do that, you were you were able to see more more aspects of the relationship. And that would be like the trauma bond, right? So I wanted to ask like, what kinds of things were you bonding over? So
0: what were we healthily, unhealthily bonding over? Um, You know, the thing that I'm working through right now is, is bringing myself to life, bringing myself into the energy of life, more living, joy, friendships, relationships, life force that spark of life and we were both in a place where we didn't have any of that at that point we were going through i mean this was when we were going through all of our spiritual stuff you and i right mm-hmm. and i was basically just put on my face and lying there on the floor tired from spiritual everything <laughs> for a year and so i i couldn't do much and this person was in really the same place um spiritually and just with what was going on in their life, you know, we were both pretty isolated and to ourselves. And that was the biggest thing of like this, this, it really brought up our own levels of need and really brought that to the surface and what was being fulfilled on a deeper level, as well as, you know, for me, like my, my old, some of my old codependency habits, it's still, it it was, it expressed very differently, but it was still rooted in the same stuff of just worth and need and wanting to be seen, wanting to be validated and seeking that out and getting that mead net mead need met me net, net mead in net in whatever way. That <laughs> mead <a> net <laughs> net made of mead. Yeah. So yeah. No, there was no mead though. Spiritual time. I had a sure. guru, I wasn't drinking that much. No
1: mead. That's right to actually really good, but, uh, yes. yeah. One of the things you had spoken to is how it expressed differently despite being rooted in the same things. And it's like the, the healing that we've talked about, you know, right. as you continue to heal and peel back layers of the wound or whatever it might be, it starts to express differently because it is a healthier expression of that same thing. And like, you just kind of go through levels of making it a little bit healthier and a little bit healthier and a little bit healthier. Um, and you get, you get different points of functionality. Whereas like initially, you know, let's say we take, since we're talking about codependency, you take somebody who's at the farthest end of codependency that you could imagine. Like, you know, I mean, and I've heard stories about people like from some of our, some of our friends and their relationships, like, you know, I'm going to harm myself if you don't call me back or respond to my text messages, you know, like levels of codependency where they feel like they can't live without another person. Right. And they, they attach to somebody for, their, their meaning to live, right? And then you, you know, you work through that till you get to points that are of like gradations of functionality. Like, okay, well, I'm kind of through that, but like, I still need a high level of, of love and interaction from my partner in order to feel okay in the relationship. And that's like more functional, but still like just about any relationship is probably going to you know, either need to go through a serious rearticulation at a certain point or it's probably going to fragment. And right. then you go to another level where it's like, okay, well, I still kind of feel like I'm a little needy, but I'm not really expressing any of those behaviors, but I feel like I would like some more. Um, and you learn how to start asking for what you need in healthy ways. And then you move on until you just really feel like your own person on your own two feet. And then no matter what happened to you, you'd be okay, but you still love the person in front of you with all of your heart, right? And so you move through these levels of functionality, but it still comes from the same wound. Um, and so I want to encourage people wherever they're at in the process of whether it's codependency or some other relational issue that you've, that you've found as a pattern, just keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it brings me to something that you have shared a lot that you and I have been talking about a lot is just the, the process of healing Mm -hmm. and how really like we want to look at at it so linearly abc done now we're on that's healed move forward and we all know that that's not the case but i remember one of the conversations you're like yeah like this thing it, it, it comes up so much more subtly now whereas in the past it was something that's you know that you're working through that's just so in your face and that that's what a lot of this feels like now it's like it's the ways they express and the ways these things present themselves, they're still there in little ways. It's a lot more subtle. It's a lot more healthy. It's not as in your face, but that's the spectrum of healing that we go through. And it's unraveling the different layers. And it's just different layers and you work through it and you find love and you find joy and you find peace. And then all of a sudden this thing comes up again and it comes up in a little different way. And maybe it's a little easier. It's a little lighter and we move on and move on, but you know that's that's the process of growth that's the process like
1: we are souls growing and progressing
0: that is a forever process no matter what
1: yeah that's your only job yeah i mean there's all like we it, it is it, it is very complicated in practice right like oh you know i got to got to pay my mortgage i got to raise my kids i got to feed myself i got to clothe myself i got to make sure you know whatever I was going to say my husband's taking his dick pills. (laughs) I I just, I just came from a, I just came from a patient that had BPH. Uh, That's what you think of when we talk, when you're in my energy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You are a dick pill. You don't need Uh, no dick pill. I am. I'm doing a lot of uh, masculine energy, sexual energy cultivation right now. So, Hmm. you know, actually it's the same thing, dude. Like it's, I did so much. I've done so much of this in my life and every single time I do this, it, is different. New things come up. There's a deeper level expression. There's a greater level of energetic cultivation. There's, it it comes up differently because I have gone through different layers of myself. Mm. You can hit the same thing and you're hitting it from different levels, from different directions, and you're going to get
1: something else coming up. So. Yeah. And when you were talking about going through these different levels and going through, for example, like, I don't know if you said sacral work or if you just said kind of like masculine and sexual work, but different qualities will come out of you in different levels along the pathway, right? So once again, it's not linear. It's not like, oh, well, I heal this and I get more in touch with my feminine more and more and more, or I get more in touch with my masculine more and more and more. What happened for both of us actually was like moments where, or weeks where, we had like more masculine than we really knew what to do with. Like (laughs) I wanted to just like, you know, deadlift heavyweight and like growl at people and just fucking i was just very aggressive <laughs> <I remember. laughs> I was just very fucking aggressive and uh, i was like oh you know i was like hyped up on it and I was like this is fun like i don't ever want this to stop because it felt good yeah. and then i was like this is unhealthy in yeah. this balance too right and then i kind of came back more into hyper feminine and you know like really wanted to just like feel and flow and like oh my nipples are sensitive and like <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wasn't taking a No,
0: that but, was me hanging out at your house after a difficult few weeks, like touching my chest and maybe just caressing my nipples as we were watching chick flicks together.
1: You know, maybe it was, it was at least 20 <laughs> <Maybe>. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this um, is definitely an intimacy podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, you know, I didn't go like really feminine and I went really feminine and got very creative and got very like, you know, deeply in touch with nature and my emotions and all of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you, you trend back towards the middle and this can be the case with whatever you're healing through. Like you will go into moments where say we take codependency where you go from like deeply codependent into maybe a week where you don't need to talk to a single person. And I went through this as well, where I was like, you didn't even check my phone for basically a whole week. Um, And people were like, are you are you alive? Like, multiple people were like, Are you okay? <laughs> um, and they're kind of getting to a point where it's like some even keel in the middle. So it's the pendulum. Like, healing can be described with many shapes. It's like a spiral, it's like a pendulum, it's whatever a Maserati. I don't know. It's a spiraling pendulum.
0: Oh. Cool. <laughs> But yeah, right, like we go all in one direction, we go all in the other direction, and then we kind of just swing around as we balance out and find our middle ground. know, um, one of the things that I want to share is like, we're talking about our masculine and our feminine. I, I've, <laughs> I relearned this lesson many times. My masculine is so deeply rooted in my feminine. And if I am, you know, there's, right, I, I'm a man in US culture, in the society. I love the masculine stuff. I want to do that. That's the way society is ingrained that. Mm-hmm. And I also just really enjoy it. But at the same time, I can't be all in on that. That's unhealthy for me. It's unhealthy for most of us, for really all of us. For me, my masculine is so rooted in my feminine. If I am denying my feminine, my masculine just shrivels up. If I am fully embracing my feminine, my masculine is deep and rooted, and full, and powerful, and, you know, the reason I say this is, we think about that pendulum finding its middle ground, finding its balance, that balance is more than not going to lean one way or the other, Mm -hmm. that balance is different for every person, so, as we go on our healing journey, right? That's what we start to find. What is that balance for me? It's going to look different than what it is for you, than what it is for anyone else. Some people's middle, you know, some guy's middle ground is balance, whole, healthy self is going to be extremely like raw masculine, mm-hmm. and someone who's just going to be yelling all day that that can be someone's healthy masculine whole expression, but if you are going through this, right, this is, this is my reminder, our reminder that honor your needs for you to honor that and find what works for you. Our path is not yours. Your path is not ours. You will find yours and it's about your healing journey.
1: Word. Word. I had, dude, I had so much to say. (laughs) I had so much to say. Oh, um, oh shit. So we resume with thoughts remembered. Oh my goodness, dude. My, it went stonewall in my brain. It was ridiculous. You catch some of my 3 a.m. vibes. I felt like I got hit in the face with a phone book and I was just like, who, who makes phone books still? And then that thought really just got me delineated. So you were talking about what balance looks like in each individual person. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because that is the truth and balance isn't stagnant homeostasis in in any person in any organism anything on the planet is oscillation around a set point point. and that was something that even though i knew i still had to go through the process of like realizing relearning and refiguring out for myself i was talking to my friend over the weekend again and one of the things that i was talking about with regards to my saturn return is how it's teaching me how to really accept however I'm expressing in any given moment and to not think that like, Oh, I need to be more like this, or I need to develop more skills like that, or I would be more interesting if I did more of this kind of thing. And one of the things, one of the thoughts that had come up for me a lot in my life was like, okay, as I've become more spiritual, as I've become more introspective, I can have these like really, really, really serious conversations. I can sit with somebody and I've known them for 20 minutes and I'm talking to them about their mother and how their relationship with their mother affected, you know, the way the person that they are today. Right. Or I can talk about the nature of the universe and spirituality, but then on the other end of things, and our listeners haven't really seen this part of me, cause I, <laughs> it can be kind of inappropriate, but like I can t- <laughs> I have really, really aggressive humor. Um, and it, it can be like very off the wall and very disorienting for people. So I, I exist at these two poles and very mm-hmm. rarely am I in the middle, whereas I feel like for a lot of people, you know, they're, their very serious aspects of themselves or the very introspective aspects of themselves don't go quite as far in one direction and their humor might not be as like raunchy, you know, out of pocket and kind of off the wall as mine either. So going mm-hmm. back and forth between those two things, there's like more, there's more opportunity for dynamism, for dynamics. Whereas for me, I kind of feel like, okay, if I'm going to go from, talking about this thing over here to talking about that thing over here. It can be very disruptive to whatever the conversation or the situation. Mm -hmm. And I had to really learn how to accept whatever mood I was in at any given time. Like, Oh, I'm not feeling like super funny and chipper right now. I'm actually feeling pretty quiet when I'm hanging out with this person. Well, I'm going to like be quiet and let them talk about whatever they want to talk about. And I'll go with that. Or some days I'm like, I feel like I just snorted ADHD medication and I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready to rock. Uh, and, you know, I have to accept those parts of myself too, no matter what situation I'm in. You know, you said some amazing
0: things and then all that stuck in my mind after was an image of you snorting ADHD medications and I'm just <laughs> laughing. <laughs> that's, that's all that's here now.
1: <laughs> See, it derails things, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a gift too man to be able to derail that situation like sometimes that's that's actually the necessary thing to bring to the table in that moment like all right this needs to be broken up we need to break this and bring some injection of whatever energy into it and that's your gift you can you can do any
1: of the above it was definitely a gift when i was i mean it's always been a gift but like i really noticed it when i was a teenager Mm. um yeah i've always been the friend that people come to with like Shit's hitting the fan. Oh, I'm going through this breakup or like, oh, things at home are pretty bad. You know, whatever. My sister's back on heroin. Like my boyfriend cheated on me, like all that kind of stuff. Right. And I always kind of had this keen understanding of like, okay, when when's the right time to listen, to let them cry, to hold them and all that kind of stuff. And when's the right time to like interject with a joke, you know, where you've had those, you've had that long period of time where we're in this really heavy, serious emotion. And you can see in a person, like right when they're about to take that turn to like, I'm going to go into a full pity spiral and then just be like, boom. And you throw a joke in and like, it kind of lifts them up and gives them a, a context about the reality that they still live in. And it gives it kind of like broadens their, their perspective and their scope of their situation. And that was, you know, I think that's kind of one of the, one of the beauties of humor.
0: I just started laughing in my mind, in my
1: third eye. Because now you want a, now laughing. you want to rail
0: ADHD medication <laughs> too, but I just was I saw it as like oh wait that's what that's what we do that's what this podcast is at the same time too like mm-hmm. it's exactly that like we're going into some difficult you know, some not difficult it can be difficult it can be heavy it can be just something that's a bit more serious and bring some love into it some jokes some just you know, Zach facepalm moments and break it up. So guys, break it up. That's our take home. Find your balance and break up the energy. How about that? (laughs) I want to make it more profound than that, but I'm on 3 a.m. brain. I don't think either of us have anything
1: more profound than that today. Guys, (laughs) you know, everybody, break that shit up. Go have fun. And then snort it. Break it up. Energetically snort it.
0: We're just looking Uh, at each other all cheeky right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And that's all she wrote. So, guys, break it up. Woke Wasted loves you. We out.